This is the story of a what would your life look like if you believed every experience only allowed you to be everything that you can be? Shut up! But seriously, what if it did? I had gone from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person in the world to actual human being. It doesn't just happen in the movies. We're talking transformation in your life. That's what we're exploring here. Are you ready? Hello and welcome back to the Right Up Your Alley podcast. My name is Allie and man oh man, this episode is one for the books. I cannot wait for you to hear this amazing story. Here at Right Up Your Alley, we talk all things transformation. You learn from my life experiences and industry experts as we discuss all things mind, body, and soul, aka boys, body, budgets, Bible, and mostly how to believe in yourself even when you're struggling to. That is where my amazing friend, Dr. Mallory Fox, comes in. She is a doctor of health science, and she is a National Academy of Sports Medicine Master Trainer. She owns her own business called Foxy Fit in Scottsdale, Arizona, and she has an amazing lifestyle and wellness blog called Lemon Loves. I'm going to link all of that in the bio. You guys can go check it out, stock, and support her. But right now, let's hear this great story. This woman is the definition of resilient. Her story will inspire you. I have absolutely no doubt about that. So let's get to it. Hello! I am just elated right now to introduce you guys to the amazing Mallory, who is actually Dr. Mallory Fox. And um, Mallory, say hi! Welcome here! Hi! I am just ecstatic to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Allie. Oh my gosh, it is seriously like such an honor and a joy to have you here. You have inspired me and moved me to tears and on numerous occasions. Uh, and I'm just really, really excited to see like two worlds collide here in, in this little place. So um, I just want to really start this off and like just share more about you. I want you to be able to tell us where you're from, what you do, um, the, the main points about you so we can get that out of the way and get to the soul stuff, the good stuff. Mm, I love it. Okay. Well, I'm an Arizona native. I'm one of the few. Yeah. So I was born and raised in the desert. Um, therefore, I am a complete cold wimp. So if it's cooler than 70 degrees, you'll probably see me in a parka. No joke. <laughs> me too. All bundled up. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't do snow or cold. Um, and then because I grew up in Arizona, I got started as a competitive swimmer very young. Um, I actually learned how to swim before I learned how to walk. That's and I've never heard of that. I was a swimmer too, but what? That's so cool. They do rescue swim lessons when, um, when babies grow up here. And so my first swim lesson, I was um, like five months old, according to my mom. Wow. Yeah. That's so, so cool. <laughs> I taught those lessons. That's so, this oh. is so random. We've never discussed that, but oh. I, I was a mommy and me and safety, like safe baby swim instructor growing up. So that's so cool. Anyway, that's keep going. Amazing. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> so I always say that I'm, I'm better suited in the water than on land. Um, <laughs> but because of all that, I ended up becoming a movement specialist and my business is called Foxy Fit and I help people to move better so that they can then feel better and live better. And I mainly work one-on-one -on -one with clients in my office in the Scottsdale Air Park. And I'm doing a lot more online so that I can help more people because something that I've come to learn from a very personal standpoint in the past year and a half is how important movement and community are to our bodies, our minds, and our souls. Dang, that's so beautiful and true. Thank you. It's really cool to hear you're moving online too. I feel like you have so much to offer the world. So I can't wait to see that bloom. Mm -hmm. And then within that story, um, I know what I love like the lead in starting in the water as a swimmer um, and then becoming this movement specialist. That's how I encountered you too. I came to one of your events um, with Lululemon. And I was like, who is this magical human and how do I adopt her into my life forever? Um, <laughs> but beyond that, you know, you have had a crazy life altering year and a half, right? Okay. Um, would you tell us just about that and, and what has been happening? Yeah. So, and it's so funny. Um, life is so interesting. So when I first met you, Allie, it was the day after this accident that I was in. What? Yeah. Wow. And it was, I'm an ambassador for Lululemon at Scottsdale Quarter. And I probably should have included this in my introduction. I'm a complete Lululemon fanatic. So it was a huge honor to be asked to host Lululemon's 20th birthday party back in August of 2018. And we got to host this champagne meditation um, with Lindsay Schwartz. And, and that's where I got to meet you. And I remember seeing your giant smile and your beautiful blonde hair. And I met you after. And I was like, who is this girl? She is just a light in this world. And the fact that I'm able to remember that the day after my accident it just speaks to um, how powerful you are, Allie. So after that little, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> um, the divine timing of it. Isn't all. that amazing? Yeah. So um, a year and a half ago, I had just taught yoga at my husband is active duty military, and he's stationed at the Phoenix Sky Harbor Air National Guard base. So I was teaching yoga there twice a week. And it was early in the morning. I just wrapped up class. And at the base, um, we actually don't call it yoga. We call it combat stretching because that um, gets more people in the door. <laughs> yes. And I was driving to my office and you know, had a pretty busy day planned. So who I was a year and a half ago, I was very driven and focused and uh, very much a um, I'm going to do all of this all on my own because I know that I'll do it right because I'm a perfectionist mm -hmm. and a little bit of a control freak. So, you know, I had all of these things on my plate and used to being a high achiever and super busy and 
you know, just kind of carrying the world on my shoulders. And I think a lot of women can relate to that. Um, I know that as I share my story, a lot of women are like, yeah, me too. And so all of this was in my space as I was heading to work on that Tuesday morning. And I stopped at a stoplight and I glanced in my rearview mirror and saw this woman in a big SUV um, just about to hit me. And life kind of stopped in that second. I knew that there was a lane open to my left. So I started to maneuver my vehicle into the open lane. And at the moment of impact, um, it was just a split second before she rear-ended me at about 50 miles an hour. At that moment of impact, I remember thinking, I don't have time for this today. Wow. Yeah. And it's like that moment in time just kind of stays suspended. Like that was my mindset um, in that moment. And, you know, then I sprang into action and did everything that I needed to do to take care of the scene of the accident and, you know, all of the other drama um, with, with the accident, with the woman who hit me. And it wasn't until later that day that I realized that, um, that I wasn't okay. I thought I was just shaken up, but you know, I developed a headache and some dizziness and nausea and being with a, a somewhat medical background. And I thought to myself, okay, I know that I got hit really hard. I knew I hit my head. I probably have a concussion. Um, I need to just take it easy and, give myself a little space. I knew I was going to have soft tissue damage. I knew that I'd be sore for a week or two. And at the same time, I had so much going on in life that at that moment, it felt like a lot to give myself that little bit of space. And then when I woke up the next morning, I couldn't lift my head off the pillow. And this is actually the, the morning of Lululemon's birthday party. And so my husband was, you know, helping me get to the doctor. He's like, do you want to just go to the ER? And I said, no, I have to host an event tonight. Let's just go <laughs> to the chiropractor and see what he says. And so I got checked out and I had severe whiplash, a concussion. And, you know, they're talking about there might be trauma to my brainstem. And... I was like, okay, I'll just take it easy for a couple weeks and, you know, I'll, I'll bounce right back. And it didn't happen that way. Um, long story short, <laughs> it, I'm still recovering and it's 18 months later. And the process of going through and really changing who I was as a person in order to be able to get through this life altering circumstance, you know, has really, really forced me to dig deep. And I love that your, your podcast is centered around body, mind, and soul, because looking back, I was really disconnected. Those three, you know, were very compartmentalized for myself. And so in the process of undergoing trauma and, you know, I, sometimes forget that I don't get into all the specifics, but 
you know, 10 weeks after the car accident, I found that I had lost my eyesight in my left eye. You know, when she hit me, my right eye, when it hit the steering wheel actually moved. And so my brain had shut off my left eye and I was legally blind at age 32. Wow. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it was so, none of this really hit me because I had that mindset of, well, you know, that doesn't happen to me. Like this might happen to other people, but you know, that doesn't happen to me. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be myself again um, because I have to. And I didn't know any other way to be. And, and that really got in the way of me giving myself the time and space and the grace that I needed to heal. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. And it's, I know this, hearing the story the first time, I was just weeping, you know, and you, you were on the stage at Powerhouse Women, an incredible conference um, put on by Lindsay Schwartz. Mm-hmm. And, and to hear that and to know that you are going through that as someone that obviously just in encountering you for five minutes, I was like, oh, she is the epitome of like strength, you know, and resilience. Um, it was so shocking to me. One. Um, and then even just hearing you say this again, it's crazy because so often, and I think I have observed this in women especially in being able to, you know, interview different women in different industries at different points of life, we so often forget that there, there is a beautiful part of like personal responsibility that comes with life. Um, but there is, it holds hands or it's like this, a different side of the same coin of like self-compassion and like creating, you know, grace and, and space for you to take what you need because the world doesn't just need you to perform. The world needs you to be you. And it is so crazy to hear you talk through this because I know I have pushed myself and put myself in this place a million times and just ridden in denial you know? Um, and, and then that denial, even coming out of an innocent place that really can hurt us to hear the extremes that came from that, you know, it's, it's insane. It it like wakes you up. You said that so beautifully. Yeah, it was, I got to a point where it was actually pretty quickly after my accident. Um, so the accident happened in August And then it was, you know, the week of Christmas where I got to a point where I, it just struck me that I had to change or else I wasn't going to survive this. Wow. And that's a really, it's still a hard thing to say out loud (laughs) Um, because I was really riddled too with guilt of I'm alive. I'm in one piece okay, I have a brain injury and I have all of these memory issues and I've had, I had a migraine every single day from August 21st through June of 2019. You know, I had all of these things, but I would keep telling myself, you know what, you just need to be grateful that you're alive. You just need to be grateful that, you know, you have resources like Uber since I couldn't drive for several months. Um, you know, I would 
really make myself feel guilt and shame. Um, all so that I wouldn't have to really confront those feelings of loss, um, loss of my independence, loss of health, um, loss of events that I loved to participate in and, and lead for others, loss of working with clients that I loved. You know, I was, I was dealing with all of these losses and yet not dealing with them. And that's what, ultimately really broke me down to the point where I realized I couldn't do it alone. I realized that what I was doing, you know, by pretending it wasn't happening, <laughs> wasn't working and that I needed help. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. That, and that's what a hard journey, you know, to, to know how independent and powerful you are um, but in that headspace, you know, you, you were and, and even found, you know, some identity within that, it sounds like, um, to not even being able to drive your car, to not being able to find a solution to even, you know, prevent migraines. And I can't imagine being in that place. And then, you know, finally, after fighting, coming to the resolution, like mm -hmm. I can't do this alone. It's beautiful. It ha but it, all that I can think is like I can't imagine the pain. Yeah, and you know, even even talking about it, it's it's hard to remember the pain because I was so good at talking myself out of that, mm -hmm. and you know, I didn't become that way overnight. That's how I lived my whole life up to this point. And, you know, a lot of those things are, you know, I had my identity in being a strong, independent woman. I had my identity on being the one that other people would go to, to fix them. And it really, it was so much more than just a medical crisis. It was a crisis of, of identification. Like mm -hmm. if I can't be that woman who does it all anymore, then who am I and what's my worth? And you know, if I need to have help with, you know, getting food from the grocery store, um, you know, I would even have to write post-its. Um, this is a, <laughs> I laugh at myself because I don't do a great job of explaining what it was like to live through this because, you know, talk about memory issues and people are like, oh yeah, I lose my keys all the time or my sunglasses will be on my head and I don't know what I'm doing. Like it's, I get that. And yet with a brain injury, it's so different. Um, I remember, you know, I'm 32 years old at this point and my husband and I um, had moved into a new home and he went out of town um, being active duty military. He has to travel and you know, I've been on my own since I was 18 years old. I had no issues being at home. And yet with the brain injury, there was just a complete, and I still struggle with this. Um, it's like, I've lost my ability to think about what's next. So, you know, when you get up in the morning and you're getting ready for work or, you know, to go run errands, you know that you need to 
you know, put on your underwear and put on your pants and put on your shirt and put on your socks and shoes and grab your car keys and your wallet and, you know, go out the garage door, set the alarm, put the garage door back down, drive to the store. Well, my brain couldn't sort those things. So I would have trouble remembering what was next. And so much shame around it, you know, not being able to tell my husband, hey, I'm scared to stay at home alone because I don't know, like I'm not always able to remember to blow out a candle or to be fully dressed when I leave the house. And I have to laugh about it right now because it's, it's so, it, it feels so ridiculous to say those things. Mm. And through this whole experience, I looked completely fine. Your brain injury is, it's an invisible injury. Um, losing eyesight is an invisible injury. You know, no one could know what was going on in my head without me telling them. And because of these injuries, I lacked the ability to communicate what was going on. So it was a really lonely place. Um, and it was a very scary place. It was just an absolutely terrifying thing to not be in control of my body. Absolutely. And the, you know, it, this even goes back to, I mean, you're so involved in your community. You are, you help people to heal, you know, and that takes a lot of problem solving and that takes a lot of, you know, thinking in the next, not the now. Yeah. So holy cow, you know, that's, that is everything that you've known and, and found your, your reality in up to that point. So, wow. It's, yeah. it, I can't imagine you're so, you're so strong and, and it's so cool. You know, I'm over here. My mouth is like wide open <laughs> listening because I can't, I truly can't imagine and to, you know, to just listen to your thoughtfulness and being like, oh yeah, I, I was, you know, like legally blind and, um, oh, and this, like, it's so cool. You're, you're a candor around it because, um, you know, you, you have like committed to overcoming, but it's just crazy because what a, what a wake up, what a crazy, like way to almost be forced into the present to the point where like you're it's impossible to go to what's next I can't imagine that you know yes you just nailed it um I had to learn and I've always been such a forward thinker and you know I had my my five-year plan my entire life and always thinking ahead and you're exactly right you know the brain injury gave me the the gift of presence in that I literally couldn't focus on the past anymore or think about the future, which was a really hard lesson to learn. Um, I screwed that up so many times throughout my recovery because I would keep having that expectation, okay, um, tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to have a migraine and I'm going to be able to see a single image instead of seeing double and I'm going to, you know, I, I just had this expectation or maybe not tomorrow, but next week or for sure by summer or, you know, absolutely no question by 2020, I would be back to work full time. And every single one of those 
expectations I had for myself, um, I didn't meet. And it's because this has all been out of my control. And so the practices of yoga and mindfulness and meditation that I've taught others for so long and, you know, between the two of us was never great at practicing myself mm-hmm. until about a year ago, mm-hmm. um, have literally changed, have allowed me the space to change and to stay in the present and accept that day by day, I'm going to have different needs. And, you know, you were so gracious in, you know, last week I had a migraine and I couldn't do our, our interview and surrounding myself with people such as yourself who support me and um, love me through that, regardless of how imperfectly I show up. Um, I have tears in my eyes right now, actually Um, have just meant the world to me and have helped me to be able to, to change. Mm, That's so beautiful. And I, I know I have tears in my eyes too, because it's so funny, the stories we tell ourselves just, I think I am a recovering um, people pleaser and, you know, always wanting to, to fetch the greatest, to present it to those that I love or want to love, you know, and be accepted by anyway. And so in that journey, what has really shaken me to the core is the realization that I'm already enough before I do it. Mm. And, and I think it's so crazy. And I just want to affirm you on this. You know, I didn't know you had a migraine and you needing to cancel. I didn't even think about it. And I didn't need an explanation because like you can't do anything. And it's the same for anyone, right? Like you can't do anything to disappoint me. I just want you to be you that I feel that way because I had to learn that that is really how most people are and, or the people that we want in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's, it's so cool to hear you say that even cause I'm like, are you kidding? Mallory, you could cancel seven times in a row. As long as one day I get to share this incredible story, I'm here. And if I don't get to, you know, this year, I'm okay. Um, because it's yours and you're allowed to show up in whatever way you see fit. So I just, I love that you even just shared that. Cause I want to like, just, affirm you in that like you can do nothing to push me away because I'm on your team and there's so many of us like that I am so incredibly touched and so grateful Uh and you know it's it's really incredible Um, I've never really allowed people to support me in that way and you mentioned being a, a recovering people pleaser and I'm a recovering perfectionist and so one big story that I always tell myself that I have always told myself is that if I'm not perfect, if I don't show up perfectly in exactly the way that this person wants me to, I don't have value. And I didn't even know that that was a story that I was telling myself. Um, again, like this was just a, a brain pattern that had been created when I was really young. And it's really through meeting people like yourself and, having this life altering experience that's helped me to identify that story and see how it shows up for me and allow me to be able to change it. So I'm so appreciative of you for again, just affirming that and, you know, for sharing your perspective on it 
because I learn so much from you and from others who are willing to be so honest about, you know, where you've come from and how, how you've been able to create that shift in yourself. And that's truly the person that I want to be for the world. Yay. Thank you so much. (laughs) Of course. And, and just knowing that you're already her. Yeah. You're already her. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is, it's crazy to hear all of this. And I know you just shared so many like mind blowing hard parts about your brain injury and the recovery process. Can you pinpoint like the hardest part for you? Oof. That's a good question. Um, wow. Okay. I would say the hardest part was losing myself through it. Mm. Um, because I want to choose my words really carefully here please. Yeah. Cause I, there were so many difficult, you know, we haven't even gotten into the loss of friendships and relationships. And my husband and I were newlyweds when this happened. And so I, you know, still mourn, you know, the loss of like that first year and a half that we were married and all of the things that we had planned to do and the trips and the continuing education and all of the career opportunities, you know, so many things that were incredibly painful to, to lose. And yet I think what was most hurtful was my loss of myself and my confidence and my, um, that, that's what I would say. Yeah. That rock bottom point for me was realizing that I couldn't fix myself. I couldn't heal myself, even though I was doing everything that the doctors recommended. I was seeing multiple specialists at one point, Allie, I had eight different therapists <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Physical therapy, vision therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy, talk therapy, um, you know, working with Dr. Morgan Francis on body image because my body had changed so much mm. working with a specialist for brain injury to go to work through all of these life related changes due to my brain. And yeah, just knowing that even with everything I was doing and with all of that investment and doing everything the right way, I couldn't heal myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And again, listening, I'm like, wow, I'm going to cry because I can't Mm -hmm. imagine. And I get it to whatever extent I can understand. I've been there, but I've never been to that capacity. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for sharing that so candidly. Um, and I think Mallory in life, I, I think you will agree at least, um, I've learned that often the hardest, most painful parts 
teach me my most incredible lessons and show me the pieces of myself that I, I was always missing. So what did that teach you? You just ask the greatest questions. <laughs> and, I, and I completely agree. Um, it taught me that I don't have to do this alone. That's what I was missing. I was trying to get through this completely on my own. So this has taught me that I can trust other people and I can open up to others and still be accepted even without being perfect. Mm -hmm. It has taught me that um, I deserve time and space and energy that I so freely give to others that I deserve to receive that as well. And it's really taught me that I can get through anything and not just get through it. I'm going to change that, that I can thrive through anything. That's amazing. And it's true. Wow. I'm so glad that you can like hold those truths too and, and call them truths, you know? Well, I have, to, I do remind myself of these things a lot. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm big on affirmations because you know, it's, it's easy to, to talk about as if it's removed, but it's still a daily practice for me. You know, before getting onto this podcast, it's, I have to remind myself who I am because my brain, you know, is patterned just like every single one of us. My brain is patterned to remember that old story. Oh yeah. And it loves the old story, doesn't it? Loves the old story. And so it's a constant reminder to myself of the woman that I am. You're Mallory Fox and that means something really big. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Of course. That's so beautiful. And out of that too, courage, courage is like my favorite thing to talk about. And that's really what brought me to even start this podcast, the understanding that courage, it happens in many zones and that we can encounter it in our genius zone and run from it, you know, in the areas of life we're still learning and embracing. And um, it's just so cool because your entire story is just riddled with courage in, in like the hardest moments. Mm. And I, the definition of courage is, is stubborn gladness, no matter the situation. Ooh. Yeah. And well, that's, that's what cur means and um, in, you know, in ancient Greek. So either way, I just love that because even talking through this, you have that stubborn gladness and you can, you know, look at the hardest part and then tell you what it's teaching you and then commit to retelling yourself each and every day. Um, so what did courage mean to you before the ac- accident? And then what does it mean to you now? Do you see a difference? Oh, Yeah. And thank you for sharing that definition. I've never heard that. And I love that. I have chills right now. Uh, Good. We love chills here. <laughs> pre-accident, I, I thought that courage was um, not having fear. I thought that courage was, you know, being that strong, powerful person but I didn't see myself as courageous because I knew that I had a ton of fear. Mm. And post accident, 
um, actually the word that I chose for 2020 was courage. <gasps> ah! Yeah. So because now I know that courage is just showing up. It is showing up as I am and allowing for whatever needs to happen, allowing that to happen. And especially when I'm afraid, especially when I don't know the outcome and especially when I'm not in control. Dang. That is, that is so good. I'm like tearing up again. This is a very emotional episode, but it's so good. Um, And I think you said it all. And so often, you know, if God immediately met all of your expectations, then he would never have a chance to exceed them. Mm. And I just, I like when I watch your story and I just see all of this and see you just stand in victory, no matter, no matter the circumstance, all I can think is like, you are exceeding, you know, Um, Mm. you're exceeding so much more than you realize. And, and that's so exciting to me. Because I know that it's going to be so life-giving to so many people far beyond like right now. And I think just moving from it and moving forward, you have one heck of a life event that can like allow you to relate to people in any kind of difficult season. And I was wondering, do you have any advice for someone who is in a rut, in a hard time, Um, you know, just like sitting in difficulty. Do you have anything that you would like to say to them? Yeah. And thank you so much for, for saying that and for preparing that question so beautifully Mm -hmm. Um, to anyone who's going through anything difficult, whether that is a medical issue, whether that's something emotional, a breakup, um, losing a friend, whether that is you know, just having a hard time knowing like what you want to do in life, um, be easy on yourself. Mm. We tend, and I'll just I'll just speak for myself. I made it. I made a difficult time in my life even harder because I thought that I was. I thought that I needed to have it figured out. I thought that I needed to be doing something different. Um, And really all that I needed to do was just be so kind and so supportive of myself. You know, I compared a lot. I was like, well, you know, I haven't lost a limb. So what I'm going through isn't as difficult as what other people are going through. And what I've come to learn, you know, both from a personal standpoint and from working with so many different types of people one-on-one is that regardless of what the situation is that you're going through, it is just as painful. You know, there is no sliding scale of pain and loss. And the best advice I can give to anyone is just create this safe haven for you to feel and to be and to just love yourself through that. Mm, That's so good. And that speaks to me. I've had to learn that lesson plenty Mm. of times because if we can't be, if we can't be on our own team, how can we ask someone else to be that? 
Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's where I was stuck, Allie. <laughs> I wasn't on my own team. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, um, so yeah. Oof. Love what you said. Thank you. Well, I, again, I've been there <laughs> I am just in, in my own capacity. And I guarantee that whoever is listening right now can nod their head and think, yep, same. Gosh. Well, Mallory, thank you for being here and for being everything that you are and for doing the work and for realizing all these beautiful things enough to even just share them. And um, gosh, I just like honor you and I'm on your team always, which you know. And I know that whoever is listening right now feels the exact same way. So this is the perfect time to ask, how can we support you? How... You know, can we show up for you and how can we make sure that these lessons don't go, you know, unheard by those who can be helped by it? Thank you so much. I'm just letting myself receive that right now. Good. Sit in Uh, it. Yeah. And it feels scary and it feels so good. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So one thing that I've committed to out of this life-changing circumstances, I I firmly believe that this happened for a reason. And that reason might save someone else's life. So I'm committed to sharing my story at any and every opportunity. Because what got me through the last year and a half was hearing other people share. Um, A lot of you know, what I, what I talk about are, are things that we don't in normal, regular life talk about. And so I want to do my part to help someone understand that they're not alone. They're not alone in those dark thoughts, those scary thoughts, those feelings of despair and hopelessness. They're not alone. And they can get through this and not just get through it, but thrive So any and every opportunity to share that message, I would welcome that. Yeah. And then there's something really exciting coming up starting March 1st. Can I share about that? Oh my gosh, please. (laughs) Okay. Um, So one of the organizations that has been such an incredible support to me through my experience with traumatic brain injury is the Love Your Brain Foundation. And I mentioned how yoga, mindfulness, meditation helped me so much along my journey. And and that's what Love Your Brain does. They foster resilience and build community in the traumatic brain injury community. And they're doing something in March um, that's open to everyone because even healthy brains need mindfulness. And so they're hosting a 31-day meditation challenge. And it's all online, so you can participate from anywhere in the world. What you do is you would sign up at loveyourbrain.com, and it's $28 for the entire month. And every single day, you'll receive an email with a guided meditation. And I believe the meditations are maybe five minutes long, five to ten minutes. So if you haven't meditated before, this is such a great way to start. And know that your you know, gift of the $28 is going directly to the traumatic brain injury community. And it's providing 
again, I'll speak for myself, life-saving tools to help someone going through something really difficult pull through and build those tools of resilience. And so I'm so excited. I'm going to do something on my Instagram page to help people really just embrace this 31 day challenge too. So I'm going to be sharing every day in the month of March. I'm going to commit to that um, about the meditation challenge and inviting people to join me in doing this. And I just can't wait. (laughs) Absolutely. I, I really can't wait either. And it's, as soon as you mentioned it to me, I was like, yep, we're in. Let's do it. Love uh, it. <laughs> so I'll definitely be adding all of those links into the description for everyone to have just immediate access to on all of our platforms. And then I will be sharing as you do throughout the month of March. Um, I am in. Count me in. And um, uh, yeah, I think this is just going to be such a life-changing tool because that's what all of this is. And I just meditation. I always was like, I don't know, you know, like I pray every night I'm good, but creating space for your mind to speak to you like that is a very powerful thing to do in life. And, um, I, I'm really excited to be able to see the fruit of this for all of us. So thank you for sharing and for allowing us to rise to the challenge with you. Thank you so much. And I am so excited and grateful that you're going to join me in that. Yay! <laughs> I know, me too. It, it just, it's funny how life works this way because this morning even I was sitting there like I need to commit more to this because you had said, you know, you are very committed to affirmations. Those are very empowering. And yeah, so often I found that the gold in life that I'm digging for is just right there. And I just have to give myself some space and time to, to realize it's there. So meditation is a great tool for that. Absolutely. I agree with that 1000%. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being you. And I am so excited to just see where life takes you because it, I mean, you're co-creating something absolutely insane that's going to help so many people. So I love you. Um, We are here to support you always, Mallory. And thank you again. Thank you so much, Allie. And everyone listening, thank you for being a part of this community and for creating something so safe and so special and really allowing so many people to heal and open up and do it in such a safe way supported way even though this is you know just over voice like I feel so supported and seen and so thank you for creating this space for all of us oh my gosh it is it is my greatest honor to be honest it's just so good thank you I love you guys you're the ones who create it we love you and with that being said have an amazing day as you build a life right up your alley